You introduced Sean. I did it last time. You, you got into- us at. No, you did it without us talking about it. This nigga here. <laughs> I don't care. Go ahead, Chandra. I always say the same thing. Sorry. Welcome back, y'all. Oh, no, you record? Yeah. You did? Okay. I'm recording now. All right. <laughs> you didn't tell me you were recording. Though. Welcome back, y'all. It's your girl. Oh, shit. Welcome back, y'all, to Yoda Year. Oh, sorry. Okay. Are you tired? I am. <laughs> One, Wake the two, fuck up. Three. Welcome back, y'all, to Yo. No, wrong. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. I'll introduce. <laughs> Thank you. Yo, it's your girl, Kashandra. Your is Katama. Welcome to Yo to Your Podcast. Where we talk about everything from side chicks to current events while staying black as fuck. Hey, let's do it. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> that was supposed to be your job, Shadra, right. for this class. She's not from Brooklyn? She's technically not. I am the queen. <laughs> oh, now you're the queen of Brooklyn. When I say it, oh, you're the queen, I'm not the queen, but the proof of fucking point. I'm from Boston, actually. Oh, when did you move to New York? 2009 for college, and then I just stayed after that. But I mean, I have been coming like every summer mm. before since I was a kid. And every time I came, I never wanted to go home. My mother was like, bitch, we're going home. Right. I was like, no, I don't want to. And then I graduated. I said, peace. I'm going where I want to go. And then my mother said, you really just, you're not going to come home? No. Nah, you're good. She hmm. uh, knighted herself the queen of Brooklyn. Right? Like, ever since she came in 09. Me, and, you know what? <clears throat> we're going to get to that. Anyway. <laughs> you got to so, introduce her first. We got, I'm going to introduce her, but before I introduce our special guest, okay. our very special guest. Ooh. So special, yeah. Chandra, how are you feeling this week? Mm. That's a loaded <laughs> question. How are you feeling? <laughs> it really is. The I'm answer going, might be loaded. All right. Mm. I'm going through a lot at work, so I'm just tired. Stressing you out. But I've been waking up early to go exercise, which has been very consistent and helpful okay so that's good so yeah let's do that because i have been doing this whole little 30 day gratitude challenge hmm. so what's that so it's pretty much every day you're supposed to say a couple of things that you're grateful for okay um supposed to help with like you know Depression. mental health and shit yeah so you had a shitty week what is something that you're grateful for for getting up and working out and being successful at my workout. Okay. So I'm actually giving my all at my workout. Okay. Um, thankful that I have a job. There we go. Pay bills. And I'm thankful I could come home and shut them motherfuckers out. Yeah, that's good. So you're two loving cats? Yeah, I shut them out too sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> right in my room. That's animal abuse. I, what am I, I grateful? They stay in the whole damn house. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm grateful that I only spent uh, $9 on that Hobbs and Shaw movie yesterday. It was only well, it's on a Tuesday. I spent thirty-two. Thirty-two. I bought two tickets. Let's do it. Who'd you buy two tickets for? That is irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck did you buy two tickets for? So why didn't you like Hobbs and Shaw? Uh, <laughs> you ain't slick, but I'm gonna let it go. Um, I didn't like Hobbs and Shaw because I was like, my nigga, what is the story here? And it was just too much. Like, they were throwing way too much at some point. Like, when I saw Kevin Hart pop out of nowhere, I was like, really, right? nigga? Like, there's right? no reason for you to be I'm here. And then um, Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. he was probably the best part of the entire movie. He's fine as fuck. Is he? Yes, he is. 
I think it's a good looking white man. I don't particularly, you know, enjoy white people. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good looking white man. Okay. No, okay. And he's really he's funny. He's nice to look at. He's, yes, and he is he's very, very charismatic. Mm-hmm. I will give him that. Mm-hmm. He just was like... But I'd rather have like a Thor. If you had to pick between Ryan Reynolds and... If you had to pick a white man. If you had to pick a white man, you're going to pick Thor. I could see that. He's a lot more... other white man. I just can't You know who's also, like, kind of fine, but he's a little dirty? DiCaprio or something DiCaprio still your money. (laughs) And and everything. I don't know. He's a bit of... I I believe recently he's kind of a bit of a predator. Like, his girls are always, like, wild young. Leonardo like, DiCaprio? Yeah, that nigga's like 40. That. His girlfriend like 23. Like, I'm not dating no nigga that's 40. Half the men in entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, dirty. Um, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's is kind of hot. Matthew McConaughey? Especially when he was younger. I like him. Attempt to kill in a good suit defending black folks. I was with it. <laughs> I was young, though. I don't know nobody. Would that Jason Momoa guy make sense? That's the guy who played Aquaman. He's Isn't that white. what's his? He he's, said he's not. He's, he's not white. You're Samoans right. are not white people. <laughs> right. They're Pacific Islanders. Well, or as or as Paul Mooney said it, uh, Samoan niggas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure. Okay. If I had to pick a white girl, it'd probably be Topanga mm-hmm. from Boy Meets World. You know World. who's fine as a white woman? Blake Lively. Who that? Have you seen Gossip Girl? Mm. She plays Serena with the blonde hair. I th- isn't that Ryan Reynolds' wife slash? I think that mama? is his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fine as fuck. See, I thought of the white girl from um, One Tree Hill. There was one white girl from One Tree Hill who was like real cute. She had like a raspy voice and shit. I was like, I don't like that. She needs some teeth. She, that's not. Oh, hmm. I thought she said some teeth. I said what? <laughs> <laughs> I would be concerned if she didn't have no teeth now. <laughs> okay, we've been talking long enough, so I feel like I have to introduce our very, very special guest. Mm-hmm. She's a special guest because she's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. I've known her for 10, pl- ten, years, ten years now. Damn. Yeah. Uh, we met at St. John's University. It was love at first sight. No, it wasn't. Stop <laughs> fucking lying. <laughs> she loved me the first day she saw me. No, she was not. like, yo, you it see that nigga right true. there? I'm like, nigga, go the fuck away from that me. That nigga right there. <laughs> I think I met you outside, too. You said something. I was like, what? I remember exactly where I met you. It was on the strip. Yeah, it was by the dining hall. And you were sitting next to me. Yeah. I, uh, um, Hortensia Was sitting us. on the other side. Yeah. What's her name? Hortensia. Yes. We're not going to elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> but her name was Hortensia. We used to just call her Hortensia. Yeah, we all could just call her Hortensia. She was bad, you know? I wouldn't say bad. No, bad is in reference to your body and shape. Hortensia was bad. Like her body. Yeah. Bobo, no, no, I just said. Okay, all right, fine. So her body. Yes. Yes, she had a very nice body. She did. She did. And she That's introduced me to Christina. And I think I learned that Christina was Haitian. And I made a joke being that I am a Jamaican man of Jamaican descent. And she's Haitian. And I was like, I got to make a comment. Something disrespectful. I forgot what I said. And I looked at you. I said, nigga? <laughs> I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and it like was love ever since then. No. <laughs> As he cries with tears. We've been best friends ever since. I still speak to you that way. <laughs> <laughs> you really do. I mean, nigga, what? What are you talking about? Shut mm-hmm. up. 
She say fuck yo anything. Like <laughs> anything that has I to do I didn't say with, fuck yo or ain't no. Oh yeah. <laughs> I say who's my <laughs> I think you're the only friend out here I'm allowed to have, Chandra. <laughs> like like you're the only person where I say, Oh my friend. Who? Chandra. Alright, cool. I'm like, you ain't got no friends, nigga. Fuck your friends. <laughs> ain't no friends. I'm your friend. <laughs> he be like, yo, that's right. I said it. The nigga be going, who the fuck you be going out with? Who you hanging out with, nigga? Like, she legit gets upset. So, but I love Christmas. Mind so, you, I got mad friends, but so, you can't have no friends. I'm going to formally introduce. Sounds like an abusive relationship. <laughs> <laughs> one of my best friends, Christina Berthard. Hey, it's me. <laughs> Marie. <laughs> How are you? I'm I'm chilling and shit. Um, I'm fucking tired. I'm always tired. I'm like I feel like I'm never not tired. That's true. Um, I'm the sleepiest woman on earth. Top five. Sometimes I introduce myself as such. <laughs> like a nigga was like, "Oh, you're talking about yourself." I was like, "I'm gonna let you know now. I am the sleepiest motherfucker on earth." On a date? That's like your first. That's like your. You just ask, but here's the thing. The point is, I'm gonna say shit that you will always remember that I said that. Is that your like? Is that like your? I just be saying shit, and people are like, "Yo, remember that?" I was like, oh, "I did too. That didn't I?" <laughs> <laughs> like some dude I met in Miami in like May. I was like, "Yo, come here," and I'm talking to him. And I was like, "I hope you got all your teeth." And he started cracking up, and he was like, "What?" I said, "Niggas don't be having teeth, and they don't be having hairlines." So I had to ask, and he. Smiled. I feel like you could see both of those things. Not off rip. That's true. And then he, Especially he if he's I said, and then he smiled. I said, "Ah, right, you good?" He said, "I've never had anybody say it to me." I said, like, "I bet you never forget it." He was like, "Hmm." Alas, <laughs> he's never forgotten. I'm trying to forget. <laughs> Why are you trying to forget him? He seems like a nice man. He has his teeth and his hairline. What that mean? <laughs> that, that seemed like the bare minimum. Genetics. Yeah, that sounded like the bare minimum like you were looking for before. Yeah, if I don't know you yet, I'm only looking at the outside. I hope you got teeth. Like, <laughs> what? Niggas gonna be having teeth and then they be catfishing, or hat fishing rather, wearing fitted. Hat fishing, I've never heard that one. Yeah, but nigga wear a fitted, nigga bitches love fitted. Yeah, it's true. A nice crisp blue Yankee fitted. Which you can't wear out here, actually. That's unfortunate. You cannot wear, did you know that, Sean? You can't wear Yankee. Yeah, like most baseball hats you can't wear in LA because they're like gang affiliated. Yeah. That's unnerving. Everything but the LA Dodgers. Uh yeah no L A Dodger I think are like Crips or something like that but I know. it would make sense for you to wear an L A Dodgers hat but like I know someone was telling me like the Mar I forgot the Marlins I forgot what they're called mm-hmm. but like you can't wear those you can't wear like the Chicago White Sox you can't wear the Yankee fitted none of that mm-hmm. well that sucks because you from New York you can't fucking wear a hat I can't you know, mm, just wear dad hats that's what I usually Whatever. do he says Chicago Bulls yes because that's a basketball team so I guess that that's it is. Fair. But basketball fitteds are weird. Who does that? It's a. It's a t- <laughs> Can you imagine they walking with Orlando Magic fucking fitted on? That's fucking strange. The funny thing about that is Tariq has. <laughs> <laughs> Tariq has several. So Tariq is this. Uh, Tariq is my boy, and he makes it very known. So that's why I, don't, I have a problem saying it. He loves Christina, mm-hmm. and he's been trying to talk to Christina. Dang, you been shaking you know? I don't even really see him like that in real life. Yo, I met him officially. Else. I met him officially <laughs> maybe like once, and that was mad years ago. But like he's written me before, like, yo, I'd be like, all right, <laughs> okay. Just give him one chance, bro. No. <laughs> Are we gonna edit this out? <laughs> we not. 
Because Tariq needs to hear this. Let, <laughs> let go and let flow, man. Because Tariq won't let me fucking. He's like, he Yo. still says things to you. Yeah. Oh, not right. all the time, but like if I'm like if you come up on his Instagram or something like that, he be like, "Yeah, like, well, come on, so she got a boyfriend yet?" Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, one time he told me I was like top two. I was like, "Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I am top two, and I'm not two. Well, so. if you didn't know, Christina is the queen of Brooklyn. Uh, she's born and raised in Boston, but for some reason, me and her have over 300 mutual friends on Facebook. <laughs> I have to remind myself that she didn't go to a rival high school. You know, a lot of people be like, oh, high school you went to? I was like, oh, baby, I went to high school in Salem, Massachusetts, where the witches are. (laughs) (laughs) And we have very few black people there, truly. Someone's like, how'd you end up this way? I don't know. But I think part of that is just because of my household. I was the only one who was not born in New York. All of my siblings were born in New York, and then my parents moved. Mm. For all I know, my mother might have already been pregnant by the time she moved. I feel like Haitians go to Florida, New York, and Boston. Yes. Why Boston? Probably because it's close to New York. It's mm. not that far. There are Haitians in Connecticut, too, but that's because Connecticut's right in the middle. Yeah, yeah it's right there. Um, but usually the way it starts is if you have one person out there, then your mans start coming out there. Miami, of course, because it's the closest. Right. Yes, it's right there. That's a, that's a two... That's two Two breaststrokes. <laughs> Two breaststrokes in the door. <laughs> Alright. Wash up a shore, start walking and shit. I guess it come on a popsicle stick. Like it's okay. Um Miami because it's close. I'm really trying to imagine a Haitian man trying to make it across. <laughs> Just gripping. It got jokes on it too. <laughs> Gene, is that you on the Atlantic? <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> so close. Um, I don't know why New York. I don't know what started like that population, a Haitian population in New York. But it's like once there was a few of them niggas, it was all oh, we all out. Um, but I think Boston's because it was close and it was just like it wasn't New York. It was more suburban. Let's go there. Mm. I feel like it's kind of like Haitians come to New York. They might start off living. In one of like the old pre-war buildings in Flatbush, mm-hmm. they get their money up. They move to Long Island. A lot of them get their money up and just move out of state. They go to the suburban parts of Queens or Long Island. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, or Canarsie. Yes. If they got money. Yes. But you know they still need hood things. So I am from Brownsville, Brooklyn, New York, and then when I was nine, I moved to Canarsie, which is heavily uh, Caribbean. So it's like mostly Jamaicans, Haitians. There's a Trinidadian. lot of Jamaicans in Brownsville. Also. There are a lot of uh, Browns villains of Jamaican. You descent. guys are villains. <laughs> Brownsville gets a bad rap. What? Because. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Brownsville anywhere is horrible. Because I found myself in Brownsville neighborhood in Miami, and it was also tragic. I was like, are all Brownsville is horrible? I know there's a Brownsville, Texas. I ain't going there. You're <laughs> not going to find that. So, nigga, you're not going to find me. <laughs> That's what that is. I feel like, I mean, if you know Brooklyn, then people in... Like, I remember this poet was out here. And he was like, he was from Brooklyn. I said, here. And then, of course, he responded. And he was like, oh, what part are you from? I said, Brownsville. He said, oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Brownsville or the East? Or East New York? Oh, East New York? Nah, bro. It's like the fucking thriller video over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just certain parts. Like, mm, I don't need to it's be like here. It's like there's zombies and then there's weave on the yeah, floor. Yeah, it's like, yeah. 
At the same time, that could be anywhere. Though. It's zombies wearing weeps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, a full sewing. <laughs> nah. Okay, so why are you on these parts? Uh, Why are you over here? here. To visit me, right? Wait, but we didn't finish. At what point in your story did you start actually liking Kadema? Oh. Oh, That's a good point. It was like later on into freshman. It was like maybe a week or so after. It was like a party on campus. That wasn't it. It it wasn't it? Mm -hmm. When we went to that alpha party, the one that was in the UC? The old UC, when it was dark? Me and Christina, I joke around, but me and... Christina? Nah. She not sweet. She not a... Me, fam, me. Well, uh, aren't does the the audience know that you're Greek, Chandra? Uh-huh. Well, Chandra uh-huh. is of, del- of Delta descent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Founded in 1913. That's why there's mad elephants around here and shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So um, I remember Christina started liking me when we did the Mori video. Oh, we yeah. have this embarrassing ass video it's on Facebook. Yes, it is. <laughs> One day, it was a bunch of us. Yeah. A bunch of us. We were in um, we were so, in my room. He was in the sofa. We were in my suite, and we were talking about like how ridiculous Maury has gotten, mm-hmm. and how we just feel like it's so ridiculous. It don't make no sense, and it should be staged, and we just be crying and running backstage, flailing right. our arms and shit. After they were so then we were like. Let's record one. And I feel like, first of all, in college, we made mad videos and it literally would happen. It would start off as a discussion. we cracking jokes. And usually be me like, y'all want to record it? And yeah. like, yeah, let's do that yeah. shit. But like, it's like real work. Niggas pending out. Like, ah, right, you going to do this yeah. right there. And we're going to do it like this. It's going to be great. And he was the baby I, father. No, no. I was the, there was the baby father. And I was the one that the baby moms was allegedly cheating on with. And I was the new you were my girlfriend. Girl, you were my girlfriend. Yeah. Talking about that bitch is a liar. She blah, a hoe. She been around the block and back. Yeah. I'll yeah, never yeah. forget that. So like we had a yeah we had a good night doing that. But like me, it used to be me, Christina, Chanel, uh, Taisha. Like we just be Taisha, up. Deanna, Brittany, Natalie. Like we'd be up. That's when it was cool with Kyle. Kyle got a kid that's, now. That's, Who? Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Kyle. It's a, Kyle. It's a guy. Didn't sound like many men. Katema does it hang out with many men. No, I don't. Um, it be a lot of it be us. Yeah. And every girl for Katema has like, why you hang out with all these girls? Right. I'm like, don't I want him? <laughs> and they be like, oh, okay. And then they become our friend after. Well, I think it's also like you see that there's a genuine and like love that we have for each other. Like it's just like you could tell that it just. Simply platonic, because we just like we used to be up to five o'clock in the morning just talking shit. Mm-hmm. Or like, I, there's a lot of things that I'm grateful for towards them, because there's a lot of things that like I would deal with and I wouldn't say shit. But the niggas would, would pry it out of you. Yeah, like oh I, well, you can't leave till you talk, nigga. Yeah, and block the door. Like I think there was like one time that always stands out to me where I was um, it was I was in D'Angelo. And I, I have no money. I was making $500. My rent was... I was making $600. My rent was 550 mm-hmm. So I didn't have no bread, nothing like that. And I didn't eat all day. I think either Brittany or you was like... It was Brittany. 
So then she said, uh, First of all, I'm telling you, Britney is his favorite. And we all then have I tell an attitude you, about that. Then, <laughs> then I tell you that everyone knows yeah, that Britney's Britney, my favorite. We were like, wow, that's crazy. So fuck us. <laughs> we here right Britney's now. My fa- they all know Britney's my favorite. It's a known thing. I don't hide it. <laughs> so I was like in D'Angelo. And I didn't eat. And then they were like, Tammy, did you eat today? I was like, yeah, yeah, I ate. Brittany looked lying. at me and said, shut your dumb ass up. <laughs> <laughs> and gave me, and gave me a stone card. Go get your ass something to eat. And then, like, just little things much. like that. So, it was just, we always, we, oh, my God. Especially niggas, I'm like, you know we know your real life, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Way too damn much. We, we just love each other. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it just love every time we're around each nah, other. Nah, nothing so beats, niggas had a sleepover and nobody slept. Not <laughs> a wink. We was talking shit. For mad hours. Natalie, on the other hand, Natalie always falls asleep like in seconds, but she was like chiming in and out. I'm like, are you awake or are you sleeping? Because <laughs> on this. she used to be like, oh, that bitch stupid. I'm like, Natalie, she's like, what? I'm like, you're awake? She's like, yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> One thing I'll never do with these heifers again is watch a movie. Yo. <laughs> I know that. I will never watch a movie with the group What movie of these were we watching? It was Temptation. Oh, it was Temptation. Mm-hmm. And some of them had seen it already. The people who didn't see it was Mika Tama, Natalie, Brittany <laughs> Chanel, seen it already, and Taisha. So we all seen that we watching it, and they keep talking. Mika Tama was like, yo, I'm about to leave. I was like, no, stop. Stop playing, whatever, whatever. So I was like, Brittany, shut up. It's like, and then Brittany's like, oh, this, that shit right here. You know, when she about to, because was like, enough! <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough! That's what it's, I've had! <laughs> and, he got, and he got up and left. Bitch, I fell out. I was on the floor, hollering. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because one, it was already a bootleg copy. <laughs> so the quality was already low. I had to focus all my attention on looking past the shadows walking by the fucking thing. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, we know you saw it. I haven't seen it. Which is why we put it in. Shut the fuck up. Every five seconds. Ah, he's stupid. Ah, girl. I've had it. <laughs> Arriva Dirch. That nigga was outraged. <laughs> he was outraged. And he yeah. left. I was like, y'all make a team of leave. Brittany was hollering. Brittany was cracking the fuck up. <laughs> Brittany, remember that time where someone was, uh, that's something you know, Brittany is my favorite, because someone was smoking inside the store. Oh, yeah. And I was like, secondhand smoke, threatening Brittany. And I almost fought three white boys for that. <laughs> I do. And nigga said, home of Pop-Tarts. I was I like, did. damn, all right. <laughs> I got it. It was brown sugar cinnamon. You got to take but care. But you know too? I was hyping it. I was like, fuck out of here. Why y'all smoking in the store? <laughs> Oh, that's fucking nasty. Niggas is making food of y'all smoking in the store. You see what? Ugh, I, you just see. chill out. Because they were like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Fuck out of here. Y'all niggas is nasty. Fuck white folks. Crackers. Y'all smoking in the store. That's pretty much how it went. He's a home of Pop-Tarts. I was like, oh. Yeah. Brown sugar cinnamon. You got to take care of them. So you you got to be ten. No, I didn't. I wasn't that angry. If I was angry to the point where I wasn't thinking. Because I, I was angry enough to know that there's three of them. So like, and two of them were like. There's some random me. black man. Come on, man, chill out. You in my Spanish Yo, class? Yo, I forgot. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? I forgot about him. You, you in my Spanish it? class? Chill out, bro. You're in my class. Get the fuck out of here, cool ass <laughs> nigga. Get out of here. Yes, move. <laughs> you in my Spanish class? What that mean? But I, I, I love, I love Christina, and I'm mm. very happy she's out here. I'm happy to see one of my peoples from back home. But why are you? I know you're out here to see me. But why else are you out here? Um, because my job sent me to a bum ass conference your job what do you do 
fuck them kids, man. I'm a teacher, actually. I don't want to say fuck them kids. I love my kids a lot. Yeah. A couple of Some days, days, I'm like, man, I can't stand y'all. Leave me the fuck alone. Okay. But, like, I don't realize how much I miss them until I don't see them. I'm like, oh, my God, hi, pumpkin. And I just be mad hype. And they be texting me all the time. And I'm like, I love you. I'm like, thanks. Love see, you, too. That was the big thing. So, like, after we... Because we both went to grad... We went to St. John together. We both went to grad school at the same time. We went to two different grad schools. But when we left grad school, we both started teaching at the same... So, before... The same network, right? Yeah. yeah. So, before I, like, got into, like... Um, like a, I was working at Morgan Stanley, and I decided to teach. Mm-hmm. And then we both started working at um, Success Academy. Mm-hmm. I was working at advertising <clears throat> at the time. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And then we both made the jump, and we both started teaching, and then we jumped again. And, and then, we both started working for... Did you work for Uncommon? Also? No, I got hired at Uncommon, but then I started working at Ascend, and then you worked at Uncommon. Yeah, and then I went to Ascend. And then you left Uncommon, and then went to Ascend. Mm. So, But the big thing is... I didn't miss the kids. Like, over the summer, I didn't... Not even a little bit. That's how I knew it was going to be But you know, like... One, I'm a big baby. Yes. Secondly, I do everything with my heart and my feelings. Mm. And I'm like, not some cold-blooded monster. Nigga, know? I'm not saying that. But, <laughs> like, the biggest thing for me is the kids. That's the only reason why I go to work. Fuck administration. I hate those niggas. But I genuinely love them kids. That's why I'm still a teacher. But, like, I don't want to teach forever. I don't know. I'm thinking about teachers. Like, oh, I've been teaching for 40 years. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, let's go back. So, that leads us to what we're going to talk about today. I figured since you're a teacher and I taught for three years and Chandra works with kids. I work with families. You work with kids. Not in the educating kind of setting. You, you got some type of insight to their life, this, to their crazy households and stuff like that. We just gonna work it out. We gonna work together. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm just here. So I'm, here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here so I don't get fined. <laughs> um, so I feel like that's a good segue to what we're gonna talk about today. Mm-hmm. So black educators and like you know how important it is to the kids and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So when you first made the decision, like yo, I'm gonna teach. Um, I was in my second year of grad school. I was in like the second half of the year at that. And I realized that, so my graduate program was for media management and production. But all of the things in my portfolio had to do with social justice, immigration, the education gap, and kids. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm -hmm. I was like, am I doing the right thing? I was like, I mean, I can still use a degree. It might not be my main source of income. But I feel like I need something that is fulfilling. Granted, I didn't start teaching immediately. I was working in advertising. I realized I was like, oh, this shit is zoodoo. <laughs> um, maybe I just didn't like where I worked or who I worked for. But I'm like, whatever, I'm out. <laughs> and then for me, is coming from Salem, Massachusetts, there are very few black people. And so I never had teachers that I really did. I didn't have a black teacher until maybe my sophomore year of high school and she was just a fill-in because our other teachers on maternity leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she wasn't there for long. And then even then, I didn't get another black teacher. I went to college and chose one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are people who had black teachers their entire life. Yeah. And I can't imagine, like, would I be a different person if I had, like, strong black women with me at school? Yeah. I spend most of my time at school. Mm-hmm. I worked at school. I did after school programs. I was in the school plays. I was always at school. 
So I'm like, how different would I be had I had women who look like me at school? Mm-hmm. And I feel like kids need that. They deserve that. And if I can be that, I should be that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. So I had the real similar experience, too. Because before I was teaching, I was at Morgan Stanley, which was like, you know, the big whatever company. And I hated it there. And like the thing that I hated the most is that most people could not understand why I hated it because it's a big company, you're making bread, all this other stuff. Yeah, but my nigga, I'm miserable. I'm miserable because I'm not doing anything fulfilling, right? Like at all. I'm not doing like I'm not. You know me. I'm real for the for the cause and stuff like that. I'm helping this big company stay rich. So I did this um, uh, paper for my ex because well, she didn't want to do it, so I did it for her. And it was a 20-page paper about the disparities. You did all 20 pages? I did all 20 pages. Her pussy must have been fantastic. I am a good boyfriend. Can I just be a good boyfriend? Can I do that? No, nigga. (laughs) I'm not writing niggas 20 pages. Will I help you? I'm going to help you correct that shit. I'll look at the reference. (laughs) I'm going to find some sources. I might even do the work cited. I did. It was like a good... I I might be dragging. It might be 10 pages. But it was. I did the whole paper. Right. So I did the whole thing, and it was about the disparities between urban schools and suburban schools. Okay. And one of the things that kept standing out was um, there's not a lot of black male teachers. And I remember thinking, like, I New guess... New City has a whole initiative for that. Yeah, because there's such so little. Mm-hmm. And from my upbringing, I had a lot of black teachers, but I could probably count how many male teachers mm-hmm. there was who weren't the gym teacher or a coach who yeah. weren't the gym teacher or a coach and it's probably there was this nigga that used to rap i remember him <laughs> mr map that was his name and uh mr ghani but he was like indian black mm-hmm. but so i was like he was like a coolie west indian black pretty no he was in yeah he was like trinidadian coolie yeah he mm-hmm. looked like real he was it looked indian but he, he obviously like grew around black people. MC. yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that dive and I'm going to start. I'm going to take a huge pay cut and I'm going to start um, teaching. And that's when I started working at Success and you started working at Success too. Success was not successful. Not for me, Jesus. It was It was just a lot. Like I didn't want to feel like a police officer at work. Y'all already go through shit just yeah. being outside. I don't want to have to do that to you in the school. And I used to disagree with administration a lot. It's not that I left. They didn't ask me to come back. But because I was just like, no, it's not that deep. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not penalizing people, kids, because they can't sit still and they circled down on the rug. He's five. Yeah. I can't sit still. I'm t- I was, was, what, 23? Yeah. I was like, I'm 23. I'm tired. I don't want to sit still either. Mm-hmm. So, like, success had the name success, but... It was successful from a data standpoint. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, if you read newspaper articles about it, it was consistently talking about like their dis- disciplinary actions against kids and how like, like how it's problematic. How it, it was like a prison, to be honest. And like since we didn't go to school for education, our res- our options to teach were just strictly charter schools, mm-hmm. which I... I don't fuck with charter schools at all. The thing is, I went to one. I went to charter school when I was in high school. I was the first graduating class of my charter school. But even then, I've always been pretty outspoken. Because I remember in ninth grade, they had, like, changed the disciplinary system. And it became really militaristic. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. Mm. And I wrote a letter to the board of trustees. Mm-hmm. And I told them, I was like, here's what it's like to really be at school here. Mm. And I didn't say that I wrote it. I wrote it 
the English teacher proofread it for me because a lot of times the teachers know when it's some bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She proofread it for me. Now I went to the nurse's office and she typed it for me. <laughs> and she was like, I'm going to put it in an envelope and I'm going to seal it and put it in the principal's mailbox. What kind of magical nurse is this? That, yo, Miss O. God bless Miss O. Oh, that was my dog. Was she black too? No, she was white. But she was a cool ass white woman. I forgot mm-hmm. I went back in Salem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was a cool ass white woman. But then, even then, um, it's magic. She, <laughs> the principal took the letter because it was given her. She brought it to the board of trustees. They read it. They went over it. And they're like, okay, like we need to reevaluate. Yeah. What the fuck is actually going on at the school? Like, what policies do you have in place? And my friend said she overheard. Like the principal and like the secretary, might like talking about like oh, who wrote the letter, and they started running off a bunch of kids' names, and they were all white girls. Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, because you have to walk past the front desk to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and she was like, yo, I was standing in the cup by the bathroom, and it's like they're saying all Kate, Catherine, but and I was like, like what? None of these white girls wrote this, mm-hmm. but I think the principal knew later on it was me. I waited till I graduated, and I told her it was, mm-hmm. her. and she told me she knew. I said, bitch, how you know? She was like, I paid attention to you over time, mm-hmm. and I realized who you were and how you were. She's like, cause ninth grade, you were just he, you just got here. Mm-hmm. She's like, and I learned you and I watched you over the years. Everything that you involved yourself in, everything that you said, anytime you didn't like something, you were like, oh well, we have to change that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was like, you didn't just complain, complain, came up with a plan. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, because the fuck, I don't like it. So <laughs> that's what that was your response was. Yeah, I was like, oh no, we're not doing this. So, so your charge school was small. It was small. It was the first graduating class of the okay, school. Okay, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So it was like, I know what it's like to be in a charter school, especially like the first few years. There's so much that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And charter schools do not prepare children for college. Okay. What's the major difference between like charter schools and public schools so that people know? Um, don't look it up. We here. Because I was just about to say, so you should ask that. Difference. <laughs> no, it's just in case. Like, this would be a good time for you to ask it. So, um,. One, their funding is different. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, charter school funding, I believe, comes from like private investors. They do get some tax money, but the people have issues with charter schools getting tax money because they feel like if all kids can't get into the school, why the fuck am I, I paying for the school? All kids can get into charter schools, but like any other school, your space is limited. You can't take all children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and all charter schools don't necessarily have entrance exams. They have a lot of exams to figure out placement. Like, what level of math are you supposed to be in? What level of English are you supposed to be in? Like, for me, I had to take a no. test, but it was a placement exam. No, I don't think all schools have placement exams. I mean, from my understanding of charter schools, is charter schools are publicly funded because they do receive tax money and they do receive private um, donations, mm-hmm. but they're privately ran. So, like, they can pretty much do what they want. It's the middleman between a public and a private school. So like, It's a private school for free. <clears throat> Yes, okay. it's a private uniform. Private school for free. Okay. And um, they're the school. The children are technically selected based off a lottery. Mm-hmm. It's not an entrance exam. It's supposed to be like just random. It's supposed to be at random, and a bunch of kids going. The only but thing that like would give people like the one up on getting in is if like you have a sibling that's already at the school. Yeah. You're more likely that your little brother or little sister or whatever could be able to get in. Sorry, the cat was doing something. Say that again. Um, I'll say another thing that would like help people get into schools if you have a sibling that's already there. So like if 
I have a child who's in fifth grade. I'm bringing in my kindergartner because I already have a kid in the school. It is likely that my child will get into school because I ain't going to two different schools to pick niggas up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Period. Pretty much it. But then, like, because I've read a lot of stuff about charter schools. Like I said, I don't fuck with charter schools. Like, I just don't. Um, my main goal, honestly, when I was working in a charter school was to burn them to the ground. Like, mm-hmm. that was my idea. I wanted to be the inside. I wanted to be from the inside and burn them down mm-hmm. because I don't like, me personally, I don't like the idea of these white people coming in to save these children. So charter schools particularly are very tailored towards black and brown children. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're put in their neighborhoods. Because the idea is charter schools would be the better option for the kids who don't have options. Yeah. So like they, that idea is for like low-income children. And then they are mostly ran by people who don't look like the kids that they're representing. Right. Not only do they not look like the kids they're representing, they're not even from the major cities that the kids are from. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're from Wisconsin or, like, North it's Dakota. TFA, Teach for America, as people who are being placed randomly So from, like, Oklahoma. As in, like, the teachers are we talking about administrators? <coughs> the so, teachers. So well, most people, who are, most people who are admins start off teaching in these places and they be there for mm-hmm. mad years and are able to... Move yeah. So, so one of the things that she was talking about, which is another issue that I have. So TFA is a teaching program in mm-hmm. which they select people who most of the time did not major in education. Right. But they put them through like this like tutorial, course, yeah. edu- like educational summer mm-hmm. to teach them how to, to teach them how to teach their way. And then they put them in these schools in which they need experienced teachers. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing I can't stand. But the way that the kids are... So that's a separate thing. The inexperienced teachers. But, like, the administration part... The only thing is, too, we were inexperienced teachers also. Somebody still allowed me to teach their kids. We, no, no, we're going to get to you that. You have to start from somewhere. You do. So, like, the administration... Sorry. The administration, the people who run it, a lot of times come from corporate America. Like, they were, like, in... So, like, they come from corporate America, and they run these schools like corporations. The kids are no longer kids. They're, like, commodity because they need the funding. They need the stuff like that. With the inexperienced teachers, a lot of times they're inexperienced, young, white uh, people who are either in this for a check or there's a level of empathy that they don't have. So, me and Christina... We're not experienced, but we came from the same neighborhoods that these kids came from. Right. And there was a level of empathy that we did have, that we led with, that um, kept us going throughout most of the year. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know. Charter schools is just like, because then there's like a lot. the idea, I get it. It's a great idea. I think it's a it's shitty idea. But it's not executed that Why? way. I think that charter schools are, I compared them to Black History Month. It's a shitty solution to a shitty situation. Mm-hmm. So like... Instead of incorporating black history throughout the entire 12 months, we'll just give you one month. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. So instead of improving the entire education system, we'll just give you charter schools. Gotcha. And it teaches your kid to either be docile or a slave. One of the two. Mm-hmm. And it, for me personally, I just it drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. But then again, some charter schools will have people like Christina who do amazing things with the kids. Like if we had more people like that, then I would be like, okay. I could, I could, like, fuck with it a little bit more. Do you feel like, do you feel the same way as Contain Minds? Like the shaping of the children? Making them docile? Um, she minded She better agree. Like, she better agree. Um, <laughs> she's been running so, her own shit. Like, <laughs> so, like, to before. me, I know as a teacher in a charter school, 
I don't want you to be anything but yourself, but you also got to know how to maneuver around white people. I don't just teach, like, history. I teach life. Like, listen, my nigga, like, this is what your life is really going to be like. You're surrounded by black and brown people at school. The real world is not black and brown, so you need to know how to act around everyone. Um, and it's just like, it's not all bad. Maybe because I know the work that I do is genuine, that I feel like it's not all bad, and there's still some people who are like that. But it has to start somewhere. It has to start with someone. It's going to take mad long. You cannot transform the entire charter school system. Not a whole school. Not a whole network. But there are genuine people who are working in these networks for the right reasons and want to do the right things. What just makes it hard is administration makes it hard for you to want to be there mm-hmm. and stay there. And then a lot of times charter schools retention is trash it's a revolving door teachers are in and out and kids are used to that mm-hmm. when it gets to a certain point they're like are you coming back next year like why are kids yeah. asking you every year whether you're coming back or not because yeah. the kids are hip to the bullshit too they know that the school be playing or they do things that don't make sense and it causes mm-hmm. people to leave like in this year alone i went through two co-teachers they both left and yeah. i had to carry the entire fifth fifth grade ninth grade of 150 something kids Mm-hmm. For most of the school year, that's so, 150 exams, essays. I'm like, nigga, I'm not grading all this. Right. So let's specify. Everybody get a. What exactly do you teach? I teach global history. You teach what grades? Ninth grade. Okay. And when I was teaching, I taught fifth grade science. When I first started, I was teaching fifth grade. Yeah. Science. No English. Yeah. When you first started, you were teaching fifth grade English. Yes, and then my second year of teaching, I did ninth grade global history. And I've just been doing that ever since. Okay. So this is going to be my third year teaching ninth grade global history. Okay. So I, I did three years of fifth grade science. Um, science ain't even fire like that. The kids. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know we were competing. Right, yeah. Yeah. Science but, like but, fire like that. But okay, so here's the thing. So with my experience being a science teacher, mm-hmm. um, being a black male science teacher, it was my LinkedIn was lit. Like every five seconds, cool. especially when I had Success Academy on my profile, they was like, "Oh, come on down, come on down," because I was teaching STEM. And I was the like, thing is. They know the reputation of Success Academy. Yeah. And they know that people leave, but they know that they people leave with trained. As fuck. Trained. Because, like you said before, administration puts you through some bullshit. Mm-hmm. The entire time that you're there because it's ran like a business. And there's a strong hierarchy within success. But, but I've been to three different charter schools. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much the same thing. One is just way more Strict. blatant mm-hmm. than the others. So, like, success is blatant. This is the hierarchy. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. Blah, blah, blah. You, you report to this. Like, a sin was like... Mm, there might be a hierarchy. Well, there might not be. But that's Negative the thing. hierarchy. <laughs> like, that's how it really so went. So, the thing with my school now is like, they lack some organization, but the way that works for me is I could do what I want. Okay. I didn't have autonomy like that at other schools that I was at. This year, I've been able to finesse and do so many other things that I wanted to do because who gonna check me? Yeah. Nobody. And the thing I realized charter schools, the deans are always black. We can't teach your kids, we can discipline your kids. Yeah. 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 Because they use us as enforcers. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're a black man, they use you as a straight up enforcer. That's what I'm not an attack dog. Like right. I'm I'm educated. I can speak to the kids, I can teach the kids. Actually I did pretty well teaching the kids. 
but there's there that's why I don't like it because there's still just ingrained uh, symptoms of racism. Yeah. Because you want us, like you said before, we can't teach our fucking kids, but you want us to discipline them all the yeah. time. And it's most of the time the disciplinary of behavior are black men, and it's like, but they pay you bread, like you get paid money at a charter school, but it's Dude, like some, that's how they keep people because. You know we bullshit all year. I hate this. I can't deal with it. But when it's time to sign your contract, because you get a you get a letter of agreement every year, because yeah. you know people be leaving. And that's sad to go. I'm like, damn. If you're from back, I can't stand y'all. But <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll be. Here. I I need an extra zero. Yeah, good yeah. looks, and then and then you there again, and then you crying by October. Like yo. What is the experience in the classroom been like for you? Like classroom management. Um. Me, myself, I'm not a strict person at all, so I be chilling, really, in class. But I be telling the kids, like, yo, when a less melanated person comes in here, you need to buck up. Mm. Because you will not embarrass me. Because if I ain't got no job, you'd lose your teacher. You have to understand that. Because like, oh, sometimes they be wilding because they be like, oh, she's mad, cool, I love her. Yeah. However, if you do wild stuff and I don't have a te- I don't have a job, you thing. lose your teacher. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that they have to realize that your behavior... Makes it look like I don't know what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. and if I don't know what I'm doing, then I won't have no job, and y'all gonna be mad. Mm -hmm. Um, and so a lot of times in class, I'm like, listen, so I just look at them. I'm like, you're playing too much, and you Mm -hmm. need to stop. When I speak very low, then they get scared because oh shit, she's actually mad. Or if I get really quiet, I just stare at them. I'm like, that's cute. Who wants to get out first? <laughs> I mean, that's one of the beauties of being like a black teacher is that you can speak to them oh, in a certain way. Oh, I can way. talk to these niggas however. I I'll <laughs> be wilding them up. I'm like, come on, let me tell you something. They're like, damn. Yeah. I'm like, come here, here. Yeah. Close. And I be in the air, like, you gonna stop playing in this classroom? Yeah, and it feels different coming from us than it does from like any I've other person. I watch kids blatantly disrespect white women in their face. Yeah. Like on some wild stuff. I'm like, hey. Come here. They're like, damn. How about you not going to sit here and talk to people like that? I don't yeah, care yeah. who she is to you, with how you feel, what you're going through. Close your mouth and do not be rude. If you have nothing to say that's going to be nice, do not speak. Go about your business and say, I can't talk right now. So, okay. So, you mentioned the whole deans coming in. So, like, when charter schools, you get observed a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're teaching, there's people coming in your classroom watching a lot. Me, personally, I did not have that experience like that because um, I had a lot of autonomy. But with that autonomy, there was no support. It was like a lot of, oh, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I'm like, no, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm struggling every day. Every day. Like, that's what it is every day. But I don't say anything because they're, work, they're putting out 20 other fires. So how often did you get observed? Did you get observed a lot? I would get observed more by my direct supervisor. Like she would come in from time to time. But part of that was to support me because I was the only history teacher in the ninth grade at that point. Yeah. And have nobody else. Yeah. So even simple things like, hello, I need to pee. Like somebody needs yeah. to come stand in here so I could go to the bathroom. Yeah. But like she would come in. But the thing is like kids didn't like her so then they would turn up. I'm like, this yeah. is, how does this make sense? Yeah. When they don't know somebody, don't like somebody, their first instinct is to be rude. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Is this is crazy. Why are you like this? Yeah, and I remember one time I was being observed because we had a new principal this year. Well, this coming school we're gonna have a new principal, so she came to like observe or whatever. She came into my classroom, my worst period, mm. 
and it was the end of the day. Was the ringleader? Yo, eighth period with all the ringleaders of the ninth grade, a bunch of assholes, really. Yeah. But the thing with me is, they say stuff, I clap back, and yeah. they just be like, "Damn." <laughs> they say, "But that's why your mother doesn't have edges. Sit down." <laughs> no, you really be wilding. No, you be wilding. That's your problem. You don't listen. Sit down. And it's like they'll laugh, but it's like I could do that because they know I'm playing. But then this boy had a meltdown in class, and he got mad at me because I told him he needs to sit up because he kept falling asleep. I'm like, yo, you have to sit or stand up. Otherwise, you're going to keep falling asleep. Do not slouch because you're making yourself too comfortable. Oh, you always be such a bitch. So that's cute. I glossed over that and kept it moving. Mm-hmm. I said, anyway, at this point, y'all got three minutes left and you need to be on number five. Um, and she was standing there, and I guess the idea is whenever a kid is wild out, do not pay him no mind. Yeah, I had to, that's so one of the things. Right. I said, okay, um, y'all got three minutes left. Yeah. I'll be coming around to check for number five. I should have number five, and your map should be labeled. If it's not labeled, you're doing the wrong things. Please don't make me talk about you. Take when when did that happen? That was towards the end of the school year. This the past year. Yeah. See, that's one of the things that you learn. Like your first year and a half of teaching is hell. Like it's. Because maybe your first year hearing that someone called you a bitch, you probably would have been like, yeah, you would it would have fucked up your whole thing, would have threw you completely off. But like, there's certain things that you learn, tricks of the trade, as you continue to go out and teach. Even my first year, I probably been like, but I would have been in the group chat blacking. <laughs> I wouldn't have did nothing out, you know, out there like that. But I was in the group chat blacking. Another thing that I just thought about now, because you're talking about, like, had it been my first year. I remember my first year teaching. A lot of those kids were black and brown. There's a sprinkle of white kids in there because of the location of the school. If you walked one way, you was by the rich folks. You walked the other way, the projects is two blocks away. Yeah, where were you teaching? Copper Hill. Yeah, okay. So if you go one way, you have the right which rich white people by, like, Prospect Park and Park Slope. If you go the other way, you was in Gowanus. Yeah. So we had a mix of the kids. And it was cute to see all the kids be friends. Y'all don't know where niggas live, but whatever. And it's just like, I thought about the importance of black teachers at that time. I was the only black teacher in that school, with that grade at least. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, fifth grade was considered middle school, and the middle school was just starting. Yeah. And I was the only black person in the middle school, and I was a black woman at that. So all the little black girls left me, even the little Asian girls. Mm. Um, And this one girl, Savannah, I guess, like, her hair was, like, really frizzy, and she was reading, but she was, like, really upset because she felt like she didn't look nice. Mm. And as a black woman, while she was, I was like, okay, just read. I braided her hair. Yeah. And then, like, the little, and then one of the white she was like, oh, my God, that's so sweet. I'm like, well, maybe you should learn how to braid. <laughs> I braided her hair. Another girl was having a fit because she was having a bad hair that she didn't want to take a hood off. And I'm like... You can't wear your hood in class and you know that. So you need to take it. No, but my hair. My father's supposed to take me to get my hair done. And she's black and flat her arms, whatever, all this stuff. I wasn't around when she was wild. The principal called me. Mm-hmm. He's a black man. Mm-hmm. The principal called me and he was like, I don't know what to do with her. He's like, I don't want to have to send her home because if I send her home, it's going to be considered suspension. Mm-hmm. And she lost her mind. Oh my God, you're going to suspend me. He was like, what do you, he's like, what can you do for her? I said, why are you acting like this? What's the issue? Oh, they won't let me wear my hood. Why are you wearing hood? Oh, look at my hair. I said, if I braid your hair right now, I don't want to hear nothing from you the rest of the day. I don't hear nobody talk about how you was acting today. If I hear something about your behavior, it's me and you. Mm-mm-mm. I said, do you understand what I'm saying to you? 
Yes. I said, tell me, yes, I understand. Yes, Ms. B, I understand. Don't kiss your teeth. Say it again. <laughs> yes, Ms. B, I understand. Okay, great. Now sit down. I didn't have a comb. Like, I had a pen. A little <laughs> big pen. I had to um, freaking part her hair. And I, braided. I said, again, I don't want to hear anything today. Yeah. Or we got problems. Yeah. I mean, those are like those moments. That only a black woman can do Did, that. Yeah, like there's only a, a moments in education when you're teaching that makes those like hard shit. I guess rewarding. Right. So like for me in my experience, I had the, the opposite. I was strict as fuck. Like they the kids thought it was creepy when I laughed. Because I never because I always felt that the second I cracked a joke, they would start wilding, blah blah blah. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. You're not gonna make my job harder, but that's not who I am. You right. you hear me, you see how I am, I'm joking around. It drained me to be like that. But there were constant moments where just because I was there as strict as I was, just because I said something, it would just brighten the kid's day. Or it would just change their complete perspective to how things were. There was, a, there was Teaching out here is completely different than teaching in New York. I'm, but that's a different thing. But there was one girl who I always say remind me of uh, Vanessa from the Bernie Mac show. Mm-hmm. She was she just, because she just always had an attitude. Like, just always angry for no fucking reason. Well, she probably had a bunch of reasons. But the thing with her is that no one ever told her she was smart. She's smart as fuck. Like, she's really, really smart, but no one's ever told her that. The kids didn't believe that they could do the work a lot of the times. Right. So they would just wild out. And they, no one's ever told them that looked like them. Like, nah, you could actually do this. And, like, the fact that I was so strict a lot of times that they believed it. It wasn't, like, some bullshit I was saying. Like, nah, you could do this. I wouldn't tell you that you couldn't do this mm-hmm. if you can. I've had countless um, moments where kids didn't know how to tie their tie. Just, like, little shit like that. They didn't know how to tie. And I was like, come over here tie it real quick and that's it so like it's full of little rewarding moments but the pressure of it for me personally is just like nigga I and can't deal like, with it so many things that you're taught like through these names in schools like so like formulaic and there's such a script yes. to the point that the kids know the script I was like I don't fucking talk like that so yeah. I'm not gonna like come on try your best you can do it yeah, yeah, yeah. show me sometimes the kids say I was like I don't fucking talk like that so I was like um, you're gonna stop playing you know what you're doing yeah. sit up and get to it. I was like, I'm going to come back. And yeah. if you're still stuck, we're going to sort it out. Sometimes all it literally takes is somebody else to read the same question out loud. Yeah. How was the parents? How was it dealing with the parents? Parents appreciate you a lot. They do. Because, like, even when I started teaching high school. I'm assuming that's only if you're a good teacher. No. Off rip. All just teachers? be no the off rip they Blackness. see a black person but well, i want to talk to you yeah i'll be like off okay rip. as soon as they see you black, know your child <laughs> i'll be like which one is yours um, but yeah they're like oh i want to talk to you because i feel like no matter where you go i was telling my friend today too i was like this, it's funny like the secret understanding that black people have with each other so i've been doing this this conference for like the past few days and there are very few black people every time we see we just smile like hey I was like, how are you so girl? I'm tired, Jesus. I was like, girl, me too. But it's just like... It's a, just an understanding. Like, this man came into me. He was like, what's going on, New York? I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> what's going on? What's happening? I always call it the, the head nod. Like, whenever you see another black person in a... Well, I don't know. Do women do that? Like, the nod? We just smile. smile. Okay, yeah. So, like, when another black man sees another black man, and I guess it's like... you. It also just gives you, like, an understanding of what kind of black you're dealing with. Because sometimes when you're in like white spaces, you don't know. Well, what kind of nigga is this? Is he the 
you know, the Ben Carson, mm-hmm. or is he uh, Lil Weezy? Lil Wayne's probably not the best example. Is he Boosie better? <laughs> is it Boosie, or is it? And then you give the head nod, and that's it. So yeah, there's like this understanding that we do have in these whites. But like, here. even I had a student. So at my last school, when you had a homeroom, the homerooms were mixed. So you have all grades, and so the, the idea was to get kids of different grades to be friends with each other. And one of my students was a junior. And to this day, like I don't work at school anymore. I went to his graduation. I was there for his prom photos. Mm-hmm. Um, he added me on Facebook. Whoa. That's I mean, he graduated. I don't even, first of all, my Haitian ass parents are on Facebook, so I don't post nothing crazy anyway. Okay. Um, so, like, when his mom came to parent teacher conference, was going over his grades. His grades were horrible, and I lit that child yeah. up in mm. front of his mother. And he had his head down. She was like, You don't hear this woman speaking to you? You better sit up and listen to her. Mm. She was like, You know, I, she's like, I've never had, I was like, He's never had um, a teacher or an advisor. Who I've met that has gone this hard. I'm like, yo, you playing? Yeah. I was like, you are a young black man living in Brooklyn, New York. I was like, first of all, you got held back one time. We're not doing that again. I was like, <laughs> I told her, I said, excuse me, mom. I said, like, but I will bust your ass if you get held back in the 11th grade because that's ridiculous. Yeah. His mother was like, and I'll bust your ass too. Mm-hmm. 11th grade, nigga, you got one Son, more. <laughs> you leaving? And you you out the door? Yeah, right. pretty much. But like, <laughs> your I was, big toe was right there. <laughs> and I was just telling him, and like, tell him like, y'all, real life is not easy, and it's that much easier if you get your stuff together now, son. I was like, your mother got other kids too. Yeah, yeah. He has siblings. So that first of all, that woman has eleven children. She don't look like she had two. What does eleven children look like? Dog, and she has a set of triplets <laughs> at that part of the eleven. I was going to make an inappropriate joke. <laughs> and she was Haitian, too. So that made her <laughs> extra... I'm dead. She was extra excited. That's it. After 11? Sure. I mean, but if she's had C-sections, right. too, then... It ain't coming out of there. Nothing, happens, nothing happens to the to the bottom. Okay. Um, But, yeah, and I was just... <laughs> I just heard you. Give me your discrimination. <laughs> and I was just telling him, like, yo... And I told him the importance of me being a teacher to black kids like myself. I was like, I'm not here just to teach you academics. I'm here to teach you life, my nigga. I yeah. lived some years already. Yeah. I was like, it is only going to get harder for you. I was like, it's harder now. And I'm like, yo, like, this is real life. The rest of your life, after you finish college, like, you got to work. You got to work forever. <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. I heard you say something. Well, one, they treated getting left back. Like it wasn't a bad thing sometimes. Like the, the administration, it's like, oh no, you have a second chance to do it over. What the fuck? Well, they this have to feed no- it to them, and then no, 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 they were not feeding it to the children. They were telling us. They were mm. telling the kid. They were telling the teachers that. And I was like, bitch, you don't understand. That's not cool. Right. That's like doing just something all over again. Mm. But when and you, you ta- better pass the second time, nigga, because you heard it the first time. I have a student <laughs> who <laughs> is doing, <laughs> who just did ninth grade for the a second time and he did not come to school for the first half of the school year really i thought he was a ghost yeah and then when he came to i was like who are you mm. he was like i'm matthew and i was like oh i thought this was a pseudonym i didn't know he was a real person <laughs> because you never freaking came to school and now the first day i met him i lit him up mm. i said you want to do ninth grade a third time that's crazy because i do not want to teach you next year Ooh. so you need to get out of ninth grade mm. What you gonna do to get out of ninth grade? His mother came to his conference. I lit her up too. I was like, "You're an enabler. Stop it." <laughs> oh, you you did that. Don't you teach in Brownsville? 
I do. Oh, you brave, nigga. That's no, a- because it's the truth. I'm like, yo, do you understand Matthew will repeat ninth grade for a third time? Yeah. Is yeah. that what you want from him? Yeah. I was like, you're an enabler. Stop allowing him to do this. Stop giving him stuff. Take things. Take his door off the hinges. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Do what you need to do to make sure Matthew wakes up and then Matthew shows up and he comes to school. Otherwise, what you going to do with that? You're going to have a big ass baby living in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Till you retire. Then what you going to do? You can't even get out of She was like, break. I know. It's like, I'm not sure what to do. I said, oh, figure it out. Send him away. Send him to boarding school. Something you need to straighten him up because he's going to have a very hard life because you keep holding his hand. Let him fall. Okay. I mean, it's just, I, I'm hearing that we taught. We didn't just teach. When you have the empathy thing, there's a level of like life lessons that you try to implement and hammer down in the kids. Like for me, the kids, especially the kids who didn't have the pops or something like that, they, like I would just say basic shit that seemed normal but the, the, to the, the little boy a lot of times it's like I've never even heard this this doesn't even make sense like uh, there was a kid out here who like you know your parents tell you when someone hits you you hit them back that's a problematic thing to tell a kid because they don't get the lesson that's supposed to be taught to them the lesson that you're trying to teach a kid is stand up defend for themselves yourself. defend yeah. yourself what the kid here is somebody tapped me they tapped them back so they don't know problem right. they don't know how to effectively deal with conflict right. so then the kid got hit or something like that and he was like all mad and i'm talking to him like yo was this a situation in which you had to defend yourself mm-hmm. and he was like no he said but he hit me and I hit him back i said that doesn't make sense because the only person i saw hit i said that doesn't make sense because the only person i saw hit someone was you now you're over here in trouble and he's over there playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Think. This is not a situation you need to prove yourself or something like that. Blah, blah, blah. Just little life lessons like that. Or like there was some kid I was getting up in his ass. Mm-hmm. And he just wasn't used to that because he's not used to... A, the, the mom was like, oh, this is great because he doesn't have a father. Blah, blah, blah. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not his daddy. Not your daddy. That's the, that's the problem that they have is that they put the, they roll the red carpet off a of black man. But then they put the entire burden of the education system and like fucked up and no fathers, which there was a lot of fathers there. I was mad cool with a lot of fathers, but there was a, a good amount not there. And they put all of that on you. I'm like, I don't, I don't got kids of my own, yeah. much less out that. But the life lessons, I, was, I, I, I didn't know. I'm learning now that I don't know how to navigate in a white world because I didn't grow up in a mm-hmm. white world. I grew up, everyone was black. Everyone was black and Caribbean. So when you're teaching them, about navigating a white world. For me personally, I'm not comfortable doing that because I feel like there's like this subservient uh, underhending to it because it still puts them in like a level of superiority. But then that's just my upbringing and understanding. So I'm trying to. The way I think I've put it to kids, like. Sure, like your school is black and brown, but the rest of the world is not. So make sure if you speak and you're speaking well and you're saying something that makes sense. Otherwise, don't nobody hear you. Because if you're just talking to talk, you're being rowdy, you're being extra, don't nobody hear that. Mm-hmm. If you want to make a point, you want to say something profound, say it well. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be loud, but say it well. Mm-hmm. Make sure what you're doing makes sense. Make sure you thought this through so nobody can ever say, oh, this little black girl don't know nothing. Or this little black girl don't know what she's talking about. Because at the end of the day, you'll always be looked at as that. But from like me personally, I don't care about that at all. And I think you don't because no, that's you. But the reality is, you are bringing up people's black and brown kids mm-hmm. that you're not gonna be with all the time. They need to know how to navigate around other people. I feel like things are different now, just even from when we are younger versus how we are or what life is like now. Mm-hmm. These niggas have to know how to speak to a police officer without getting shot now. But and I no feel like niggas was doing that before, but it wasn't in your face the way it is now. Now kids be always, oh, fuck out of here, fuck the police, fuck 12. 
My nigga, if they put a bullet in you, then what? Where you gonna say fuck 12 from? The casket? <laughs> but there's mad people, but I feel like there's mad examples of people who are following the rules or following certain things and they still die. But let's I feel like them. that's a whole nother conversation. Well, that is, okay. That is a completely different like conversation. And I feel like Thank the, you, the way you perceive, like, and want to teach information is going to be different. She's a female, you're a male. And the way you have this perception of life in general and the world around you is different from hers. She, as a female, I've noticed, is a lot more nurturing. It's mother-like. You, I mean, it does come to sound like you're more like dad-like. The discipline part, you're hella strict. Like, you're only here to get shit done and get out. Or it's like, oh, come here, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this shit here? Not gonna work. Yeah, so, because my teacher, that second year, me and her definitely interacted with the kids like a mom and uh, dad. And I was definitely like the dad. And it's not that you're you're trying to, like go into these roles it just happens haphazardly but for me i think it's not particularly about the man and the woman mm. it's about i guess you know the overall pro-blackness integrate versus separate or it's like 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 i said i grew up around black people right so i like i just grew up my entire life black people i didn't go to school with black, white people i didn't go anything like that so like i feel no desire to want to navigate in their world it's not the point. The no, point no, but, is, it is their world, though. I think and you have to figure out how to navigate at some point in time. I think, as a separate person, mm-hmm. we don't have to figure out how to navigate in the world. I think the the issue, I think that we have this um, this idea that we think we still have to navigate in their world is problematic to me because I feel like if the more and more you feel like to try to navigate in the world that was never built for you in the first place, the more and more you'll continue to be viewed as a second class citizen. And you will not ever be equal because you're still trying to navigate in what we're calling it their world. If you build your own, if you teach me, whenever I talk to the kids, I always taught them, be yourself, be comfortable who you are, know what this is, know what that is, know how to make your own money, know how to do that, things that make you but self-sufficient. all those things, did I not teach you how to navigate amongst these people? No. I think that everything that I tried to teach them or instill in them was always um, be as self-sufficient as you possibly can. Rely on them as minimum as you possibly can. Navigating around them doesn't mean you're relying on them. Right. But I think you're, if you're navigating around them, you're still infiltrating or within. Because they're here. <laughs> but if like, I'm not, but if I'm not trying to be in here and I look over here and I don't gotta. I just feel like they'll it's, still it's be a play around, on semantics. Though. But I don't gotta deal with them. I just, I think it's a play on semantics. No, I feel I, like you both are teaching like confidence and instilling the the needed life lessons. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you have the same goal for them, even though you think as a separate. What is it called? Separate. I'm, yes, the separate type. <laughs> the separatist. Not, <laughs> the separatist. There I we was go. like, that's not what you said. Yeah. And she's just saying, like, in this world we are in today. Yeah. Um, but you're saying the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like I said before, pro-black people have the same goal. In the end, they both want equality for blacks. They just have two different ways of navigating. Mm-hmm. That's not what I was saying, but yeah. How is it not the same? I mean, it is, but I wasn't talking about pro-black people. But that's, I mean, the idea is we both want them to be successful, successful. and all that stuff. We just have two different ideas of how to get to that success. Correct. That's it. But it was all led with love mm-hmm. and care. And I have a question for you guys. 
well, you didn't teach older kids, did you? Or? I taught fifth grade. All the way through? Mm-hmm. Do, oh, I'm sorry, sixth like grade. Take, do you like teaching younger kids or older kids? That's older a good question. Because I can talk to them how I want to. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're not sensitive. What about like when they get to like 17, 16, 17? Do you think you'll still like them? Yeah, I still speak to them all the same. The thing is, I teach ninth grade, but I interact with the entire school. Mm-hmm. From <laughs> like me. my... From I ignored the, the older kids. <laughs> from Big like break. the programs and stuff that I did, like I had a Saturday program with my coworker called Girl Rising. We would come Saturday morning, we would have breakfast with the girls, we'll give them breakfast, we'll have sister circles, talk about confidence, mm-hmm. self love, self esteem. Um, they would write, you know, letters to themselves in the beginning versus how they're gonna feel towards the end of the school year. How have I changed how I've grown? What new relationships have I built? Healthy relationships within your family, your friends, significant others, navigating, figuring out who the fuck you are. Um, and if you was failing classes, you was forced to stay an extra hour to do your homework. Mm. Um, you really take, take on the mentorship part of teaching. Because that's what I needed, and I didn't have that. I feel like I came out okay, Yeah. but I feel like I would have been different, I would have been more confident, or I would have endured less when I was older in college had I had certain people teaching me things Mm -hmm. because I have older siblings but they were much older they weren't home when I was in high school Mm -hmm. my brother's five years older than me so by the time I was in high school he was already out the house he was in college and it was just me Mm -hmm. um and I just felt like if I had certain people around me not that like my mother I don't know my mother wasn't nurturing until I got older and i think it's when we start to tell like yo you don't tell nobody you love them what's good with you what's your problem um but i feel like for her because her mother was so rigid and you know and her kids came out okay my mother was like i have to do the same thing so my kids will come out okay and we all came out fine but we all had like weird relationships with her when we got older so like now she want to be friendly i'm like yo you talking my whole life it's weird bro it was not my friend right so we are not friends and she'd be like oh Oh, Chris, you ain't got no boyfriend? I'm like, we ain't not talking about this. Okay. <laughs> uh, mind your business. Stay out of girl home business. <laughs> but yeah, like I interacted with kids mm-hmm. in all grades, gotcha. doing all types of stuff and like programming and just random shit. Or just I made it my duty to know other kids also. Mm-hmm. There were kids who knew my name. I didn't. I'm like, hey, girl, what's up? <laughs> hey, Miss B, give me a hug. I was like, okay. Not I said the cat. <laughs> I dealt with the fifth graders and only the fifth grade because I didn't have the patience. I just, I just didn't have. I don't think I have patience either. But apparently, you don't you got do. my according to my kids, I did. Like, you have memories. I was like, I really don't. They're like, but you do. I though. thought I had patience until I, I got to this job. Oh, it's where you at now? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're dealing I with can't family. Stand <laughs> these sixteen and seventeen year olds. Oh, why? They mouthpieces. <laughs> the sixteen-year-old told. She said, "I gotta talk to a bitch like a bitch, a slut like a slut, and a hoe like a hoe." She a rat. That's what I gotta do. I said, "Oh, <laughs> oh, this is too much for me. I don't. I needed you in that moment because I was like, okay, well, but come here, baby. Let's write this out. You're playing, you're playing too much. Right. <laughs> nah, I, I'd forget that you are a student." I, I'd see you as a grown ass man at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Which my, but my role is different, so I'm not an educator per se. I'm coming. Yeah, but there's still like, a level of interaction with a kid. Right. Yeah. That I, for sure. But I'm also coming from like a government entity. Like I'm not. Yeah. Warm and welcomed like mm-hmm. a teacher would. So it, I hit different. And your job isn't like depending on their performance. 
as much. Right. Like, that's the crazy thing about it. Teaching drove me crazy because, like, if you don't get this together, then I look like I fail. fail. Yeah, I fail, nigga. <laughs> if, everyone, if you just fail, it's just you. But if all of you fail, <laughs> I've been fucking up. So, like, so, like, I don't know. Teaching to me was a crazy experience. But it was a completely different out here. Um, the, the fifth graders out here was wild. Like, they, they had a joke. They was like, whenever I went like this, I slapped my hands twice and I said, my man's. You no longer talking to Mrs. Stewart. Mm-hmm. You're talking to Katama from Brooklyn right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to sit the fuck down. Mm-hmm. The education speak through clenched teeth. Yo, the education system out here is not as stringent as it is in New York. So being that it's not as stringent, not as competitive, the intellect is just lower. Like, And then with lower intellect, the behaviors be like, wow. nigga, what? That made sense? Niggas jumping off desks. Why are you doing that? They de- <laughs> Yo, we had fucking... Quiet reading. How long is quiet reading in your school? Uh, well, fifth grade independent reading was about twenty minutes. It was ten minutes. That's it. That's it. It was quiet reading. You're supposed to read for ten minutes. Everyone's in the classroom quiet. All you heard was one kid. Yo, what the fuck you looking at, nigga? Mind you, this is a fifth grader. There's a dean, me, and another teacher in that classroom. He did not care. He said, "The fuck you looking at?" And sprinted across the entire classroom. Fucking dodged the dean. That nigga should be a football player. And then mm-hmm. he tried to jump on the kid, and I caught him mid jump. And it was all over a haircut. Like the kids, like where I was working specific, I was in South Central, so it was just like there was prostitutes on every corner, mm-hmm. and like there was a girl who used to come with like her father's blood jacket, like just a parents used to put it on and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There was so much shit that was going on, but when the older kids. Fifth grade was enough. The eighth graders were angels, to be honest. But the seventh and sixth, <laughs> I have never mind my business so effectively in my life. <laughs> I would hear, <laughs> I would hear the substitutes going in. <laughs> I'm walking by. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> but like for Christina's personality, it would make sense that mm-hmm. she's with older people. Mm-hmm. Because she's able to do a lot of the things. She shapes them more. She shapes them, but yeah. it just fits who she is. Mm-hmm. Like, she can it talk to them yeah. crazy, all sort of stuff, and they can respect her. The one thing I do say about Christina is that she's definitely way more into teaching than I was. Mm-hmm. I was into teaching because I initially, same same reason, empathy, blah, 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 but it just beat the shit out of me, and I was just over it. Mm-hmm. Christina, I, I, when I see Christina, I think I see, like, all the potential in the world, all this other shit. She's smart, funny, blah, yeah, this other yeah, shit. I'm like, yo, like that's what I'm saying. Oh, you could, you could be. I always see her as like being. <laughs> Who's gonna love me? <laughs> Can we focus on what I was? First of all, somebody's trying to love you, but you keep running away from them. Ooh, don't tell my secrets. Speak don't on it. Don't tell my secrets. Speak know on it. <laughs> Someone is trying to Voldemort. love. Voldemort. He don't got a name. He shall not be named. <laughs> You're not going to talk about these things. <laughs> but, so, like, when I see a teacher, and I'm like, uh, I always feel like you should be on the radio or something like that. Mm-hmm. You should be, like, she has a big personality. I always feel like on TV or something. I always want to be radio. I knew in seventh grade that I wanted to be a radio personality. Do you? But she's using all of that. I see you using that platform for uh, definitely a good reason. She's using all I came her... up with, I'm going to tell you, sorry, I came up with an idea today in my conference. It's going to be great. I'm trying to. I'm, trying I'm to sorry. Comment. I'm listening. Okay, I'm listening. So she uses all of these t- skills and she's doing dope ass shit with the kids, mm-hmm. like dope shit that only a black person from New York would. But she's from Salem. 
What? Well, um, she's. Then. Sandra. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so she, so only a black person from New York mm-hmm. would like fucking get like. She had a wave contest, like a like she had. The it kid. was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> they had so much fun. Like she had the kids like just stand around, like they did the do rags and they took them off and they had. We at, we prepped them for a week. I don't know how you prep for we a week. We put flyers in the boys' bathroom yeah. from like a week or two weeks before. Like, who is the waviest in the school? I was like, everybody get lined up. Everybody get a cut and start brushing. You got two weeks. <laughs> it started because they used to get uniform infractions for when they do rags all the time. I'm like, you used to take your do-rag off. It's not part of your uniform. Oh, but my, I was like, I swear to God, if your wave's not spinning underneath... We fighting because there's no reason why you always got a do rag on and your waves not spinning. Yeah. yeah. So then I told him like, oh, we're gonna do a wave competition. So I told them get your cut, get ready. You got two weeks start brushing. They were mad. Hype. Yo, Miss B, I'm getting my cut today. Blah blah. I was like, okay, line it up. Do your thing. Um. And so on that day, so every Friday we have what's called a community meeting where the yeah. kids all come together in the gym. It's kind of like an assembly where like we might play games, challenges, or whatever. Just like building up each other to do shout outs for kids and teachers and all that good shit so we had the competition during community meeting so that friday alone the boys were allowed to wear their do-rags all day and then the dean had taken pictures but didn't put no faces so the kids was voting with like with the crowd like who has the best waves whatever so then it was the last two contestants and we told them to come up and they were able to reveal yeah. their waves to the rest of the ninth grade and it was fun. It was bad fun. And then you got someone some- like, whose idea was this? I was like, look at me. It was cool. <laughs> I was like, they would like it. I was like, I, I as like, I give them uniform infractions every day for having to do rags on. So let me see what's underneath it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got with the guy from Instagram. Oh yeah. Um, in New York, there's this guy. Um, his name is like Wavy Baby, and he makes um, velvet do rags. Mm-hmm. So he came to judge the waves too, and he gave free do rags oh, to dope. the kids. Where, where else did you take them, Christine? Oh, so we, at my school, during the winter in January, right after Christmas break, they have a week-long immersion program called Winter Exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, usually two teachers come together and they come up with some sort of project that the kids will be doing for the week and kids get to choose who they want to work with. So my coworker and I were the same two who do the club on Saturdays. We did one um, for that week called um, Who I Am Versus Who They Say I Am, the Brown Girl Project. Um, and so every day that week, we went on different field trips. We took them to Essence. We took them to meet Charlemagne at Power 105. Mm-hmm. We took them to CBS and did a fake newscast with mm-hmm. the green screen. Mm-hmm. And these are all places where we know black women are working. Mm-hmm. So we had to connect to a black woman who brought the kids to just to see, like, there are so many people who look like you doing so many things. Mm-hmm. What do you really want to do? A lot of them, the issue is, like, how do I balance what I like versus what my mom wants me to do? Yeah. I'm like, you can do both. You can do what your mom wants you to do if you're okay with that and then monetize your hobby. Um, so then we went to some center in Harlem. And in the last day... Well, the second to last day, we had a girl boss brunch where we invited a bunch of other black women that we know from sororities, from different schools, people who working at missions, people in radio, people in music, whatever. 
and then the girls were able to network and ask questions and just learn about what is it like, what was your transition from high school to college, um, how do you monetize your hobbies, and things like that. So they had a little meet and greet, they had to be dressed. They're like, what should I wear? I said, would you, whatever you'd wear to church, you would come to <laughs> school. Then. Yes, with, with that on for the brunch. <laughs> then the last day we had um, the, we had like Essence Fest in the classroom and it was a presentation. So each corner of the room was a different thing. We had um, I Am Poetry and they were talking about like what they are based on like traits of their family, where they come from. Some of us like, I come from Hot Combs and Blue Magic. I was like, well, we all do, <laughs> actually. Um, What's Blue Magic? Grease. Hair grease. Oh, okay. So then we had one corner with poetry, another corner with uh, Dear Brown Girl letters. So they wrote letters to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, another corner had videos where they interviewed other girls in school. What does it mean to you to be a brown girl? And we all had, I got them all t-shirts made that says Brown Girl Series. And on one of our trips, we went to the African market and we all bought cloth and we all wrapped our head because it's the first day of Black History Month also. Mm. So it was just black. It was real really black. Dope. I feel like Michelle Obama should have been part of it. <laughs> and then people from like <laughs> what y'all niggas do? Administration from the head was coming to walk around. They're like, oh my, this is so good. I was like, yes, yes, it is. Right. But the thing, even the principal and them was playing like they didn't want to give us money or fund us for yeah. certain stuff. And we were like, yo, I don't care. I'll pay for it myself. Mm-hmm. And then when it was great, niggas, oh my gosh. So I said, yeah, I know. I paid for it because yeah. you didn't give me no money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then zero. I think it was like $100. $100 is nothing. So we're like, you know what? We'll pay for all of it ourselves. Don't worry about it. And also, don't take no credit either. Yeah. Um, one of the videos was one of the girls. She was like, um, I don't know how to like tie my hair with a head wrap. I was like, when I finish on my computer, I'll help you. But one of the deans came upstairs. That shit does look complicated as fuck. One of the deans came upstairs, um, Mr. Jackson. He was like, oh, Maya, why your head not wrapped? She's like, I don't know how to do it. He's like, I got you right now. I said, do you trust Mr. Jackson? She was like, yeah. And he did. He did a great job. Mm-hmm. And I recorded it. And I put it online. Mm-hmm. And the girl from like News 12 was like, hey, like, what is this? What is this about? And I told her, she was like, that's great. Like, when oh, can I come? News 12 is a local, uh, local oh, news uh, in thing Brooklyn. in Brooklyn. Yeah. That's what I gathered. I, you the know, audience. I figured. The audience. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. I hope they get the news. Um, <laughs> news and, twelve. <laughs> and she and she wrote me. She's like, I want to know more about this. And I called her and I spoke to her. And I was like, Well, if anything, like you have to go through the principal. We went through all the other work because I'm like, all the kids have media release forms because when photographers come to put their stuff on a website, a pamphlet, your parents gotta sign it anyway. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. y'all good to go. Mm-hmm. But the but the network dropped the ball. Talking about, oh, we weren't ready. What do you mean you not ready? They're not here for you. They're here to speak to them. Yeah. They're here to speak to the girls. So what do you need to be? Oh, because you wanted your own people. You wanted your own photographers yeah. and own yeah. your own stuff there, so that you can say, hey, look what we're doing at school. You yeah. didn't do this. Yeah. But we did this. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, I feel. I always feel like if there's more teachers like not to gas it, but more teachers like Christina who put the kids first, mm-hmm. versus people in the administration who put the 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 image of the school first mm-hmm. then i would feel a lot less apprehensive charter school so i'm i just want to tell you i'm very proud of you i'll be trying Thank and you. i love you very much i love you too my brother. so I'm, I'm happy that you're doing that and i'm happy that we have people like that in education to teach these black and brown kids but we need more like that's just it like education is incredibly important 
it. And even though, like, even this things that we don't agree with, like, just little things, you still need more people that look like them mm-hmm. from the, all these different walks to talk to them so they can pretty much figure out where they fit in the world, mm-hmm. where they can go. Correct. Education is... Give them something to look forward to. Have models pretty, in real life. And then people putting in the extra shit. Like, I did extra stuff with the kids. I ain't putting no, I ain't putting no money up. <laughs> no if I did, I said, so when am I being compensated? <laughs> because, like, and I bought, like, supply. You know, science. I would motivate the kids by, like, giving them initiative. So, like, kids in fifth grade fucking love slime. Yeah, so I was like, do. they love slime. So I was like, all right, if you want to do slime, if y'all get an 80% average on these next couple of tests, mm-hmm. overall, you got have a slime party. Mm-hmm. And niggas work their ass off to get a slime party. And three out of my four classes got 80% or higher and stuff like that. So, like, I would find little initiatives. Right. Not giving up a Saturday. Right. Uh, Christina did. That's love. And I appreciate and respect it for that. But we need more teachers like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a fact. We need more teachers like that. All over the world. Not, yeah. I mean, you know, my only concern is black children. But. For sure. We need more. That's it. So if you were to t- give yourself advice from three years ago, what would you tell yourself as a teacher? Relax. Like, it's going to be fine. You'll figure it out. Because I guess my issue was, like, how the hell am I going to do all of these things that these people want me to do all of the time? Mm-hmm. And you realize I don't have to do all this shit all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've come to like I pick and choose. No, I'm not doing that. And I will go around it. And it gets to a point because it's like I realize you need me. Yeah. And if you got rid of me, the kids would revolt. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm good at my job, so don't press me. Yeah. But the thing is, too, when you're too good at your job, they want to keep you right there. Yeah. Because I tried to transition out of teaching yeah. into college counseling. Yeah. And they wouldn't let me do that. Yeah. Like, oh, but we um, need a strong person, and you're such a strong anchor for the ninth grade. I was like, because I don't have a choice but to be an anchor for the ninth grade because it was only me and nobody else. Yeah. For this entire school year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, they would give people, like, um, they would have, like, a raffle at the end of each quarter. Um, they would give people tickets whoever had to like do class coverage because your charter school is always within coverage it's yeah. never um, you get a substitute from the outside or whatever it be oh you have this free period you're going to go cover somebody else's class I'm like uh, from October to June I covered somebody else's class Kip, Kip had substitutes so fuck is you talking about where I was working this year um, Kip had substitutes must so, be nice. That was the first time I and nigga I've know, never met a charter school. It was not that had substitutes. They it was would just always as get bad. people from within. When they had the substitutes, the substitutes had no idea what they were doing, like nothing. So like it would be chaos in that classroom, especially at the sixth grade. Were and you like, a well, substitute? I would no. Just asking. I would never. <laughs> I'm not going back in a classroom ever again, mm-hmm. like ever. Unless it's to speak. That's even debatable. Like it's just like I'll go to the classroom to speak and all this other shit, definitely. But for the most part, teaching, nah. That's that's no. Nah. That's too much stress. But yeah, if they if they really need you, you can get away with a lot of things. There's so many things that just like did not do. I'm like I'm not doing that. Yeah. Y'all tripping. And then especially if you're if you and another thing is she doesn't teach um a subject that has like a well, does ninth grade have like a state exam and stuff like that no 10th grade they take the state test for history so that's a sweet spot if you're teaching in a charter school a sweet spot is like anything that's not math or reading 
and if it's science or something like that, it has to be a year in which they're not taking tests because no one they're not going to be looking at you like that. Mm-hmm. You could just pretty much cruise as long as like your data's not dropping or anything like right. that. You should be fine. Right. But so that was so I just want to end this. It's formally because we have been talking for like about an hour now. Okay. I'm proud of you. Thank you, sir. Keep doing great work. Keep teaching these uh, brown and black kids. Brown and black. <laughs> I'm drunk. Are you tired? <laughs> I'm drunk. Brown and black kids. Keep teaching <laughs> these beautiful black and brown children. And keep being the light with your light skin ass. Sean, do you have something to add? Um, I just yeah, appreciate yeah. Miss Christina coming all the way down from New York and uh, being real candid Grand about. Too. And you know what? I honestly learned a lot, and you're very inspiring. I'm not going to say that I'm going to go do this shit. But <laughs> you are. You yeah. definitely are inspiring. When I think Katane was right. We need a lot more teachers like you. A lot more people in human services in general like you. Who are willing to go above and beyond. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know why I do this shit with you. I get my damn nerves. Y'all want some candy? <laughs> I'm like, because you got to stay away. Go ahead. Here, take this. Oh. That's another thing. I feed people's kids all the time. I used to keep like... Don't keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I a lot of them just don't eat at home. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, you go to BJ's, you buy shit in bulk. I was like, like Miss B. I was like, go. And the bottom dry niggas eat fruit snacks. I just don't eat all my stuff. I'll kill you. That's the crazy. But, like, a lot of times you don't know the circumstances these kids are coming from. Right. Like, all. I had to do, like, my first, like, ACS report. And I felt horrible about it. Yeah. And I was like, what's ACS? Oh, with Association of Child Services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because I'm looking at I said, come here. And I pulled out in the hallway. I was like, um, put this sweater on. She had huge marks on her arm. And then I'm looking at her face. And I'm like, the size of your face is swollen. I said, what the fuck? Yeah. What is happening and what's going on? She said, but you can't tell nobody. I was like, I understand I'm a mandated reporter. So if you're about to speak, understand that. It's going to be reported. I, I got to tell somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I don't know what to tell. I was like, so start talking. Let's go. And then I had to, like, officially call it in. And I was like, damn. But I, but it's like, there's just so much that, it's so weird because it's like, you're a parent, but you're not. Yes. So it's like, you like my mom, but you're not my mom. So I could tell you a lot of stuff that I can't tell my mom, but you going to respond to me like mm-hmm. my mom. Mm-hmm. So, like, they will tell you all the deep, dark secrets. I'm like, now nah, you know damn well you're not supposed to be doing things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't know certain things. Like I said, one of the kids, like, asked me, she's like, hey, can you be with me when I come out of the closet to my mother? I was like, me? And she was like, yeah. I was like, girl. She's like, I just don't want you to kill me. I need a witness. <laughs> I was like, girl. She was like, I don't, like, I don't trust nobody else, so. I was like, okay. And I was like, I was flattered. Yeah. yeah. That would be a forever moment. But I'm like, I hope you don't die for real because then <laughs> I got to be a witness in court. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, like I said, those are part of the rewarding moments. It just, it, all that stress and shit. Because you're working like 11, 12 hours. Like, you're working all the Because charter day. school, your school day is already long. I have to be at work from 720 to 420. Mm-hmm. Every day. And you don't leave at no damn 420. I sh- you know how many times? The latest I think I've left the school is 830 p.m. Wow. But it's literally because it was just me and 150 kids, and there's so many things that had to be graded, and so just sat there, and I graded, and I and I put everything in the grade book because I didn't want to hear nothing. But I knew if I did all that stuff then, for the next week and a half, I was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Or even some kids would just come and stay because they don't want to go home. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, when Miss B leaves, you got to go home too. There was a kid, um, she wanted to stay for something and her grandmother was like, no, you can't stay How you get home, whatever. But she lived near me. I called her and I was like, I will walk her home. Like, it's not that deep. Yeah. I said, when the program is over, she want to stay for the talent show, I will walk her home. Mm-hmm. You could come to the door, I, you will see me, and that will be it. Yeah, there was mad kids like that. Like, there was, like, a lot of instances where, like, I had a kid who lived in Marcy Projects, and they didn't want to, their mom didn't want them walking by themselves past five. That's when it got late. And I was like, all right, I'll walk him. So, like, the whole time I'm walking the kid to Marcy, he's scared, and I'm fine because all my family lives in the project. So I pretty much know what's going on here. But just little things that you have to do that, like, the kids rely on you for certain things that makes it rewarding. Like, I had... I, being able to have conversations with the kids, being able to relate to them, I have one kid who reminded me of myself a lot. Mm. And one of the things that he reminded me of was like he just had to take on a lot of the burden of his of being like the older male in the house at a young age. So I had to do that. I was the oldest male in my house since I was eight. And then I remember his grandma died, like maybe a year after my grandma died. And then like I remember, I think one time he went home, he had a shit, and he just his grandma died. I think. What's that guy named? Rapper XX, XX. Oh, Tentacion. Yeah, he died, and that was one of his favorite rappers. Mm-hmm. And then he went home and got jumped by like uh, some some kids. Just like jumped him at one point, and he came back, and I was like, nigga, that was me. Great, <laughs> like I had to worry about because in Brooklyn, especially you in school, you learn, but as soon as you come outside, you gotta be ready. Because right. at any point in time, somebody's either gonna jump you or rob you or something like that. So you had to be good with your hands, you had to be good with your, your brain. But being able to talk to him, have that story, and be able to relate to him. I remember the most rewarding story I ever had was this little kid, uh, I'm not gonna say his name, but he was the laziest motherfucker ever. Like, he would just sit there and go to sleep, whatever. And I think he had a 30 average. And it was, um, you know, his kid his older brother was like in gangs and shit like that and his mom was just tired like just you know she was old little haitian boy too and he's wild yeah so he wouldn't do much wouldn't talk that much and i remember he left his entire notebook in the in the um in the in the desk Mm -hmm. and it was christmas break and he had mad exams when he came back, so he wasn't gonna be able to study. So then the kids, the teachers were like, "Oh, Ramsey's this and that. He's lazy, this and that, blah blah blah." I was like, "Listen, give me his address. I'll give him the his supplies." I got the supplies. I sent it and I gave it to him. I knocked on the door. I gave him his books, and I said, "Don't make me feel like I wasted my time." And that's all I said to him. The following semester, he got an award. For the most improved oh, kid out of all go of off. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I guess it's worth it from time to time. Yeah. But I'll never go back again. <laughs> <laughs> Not I, said the cat. Not I. said. So, thank you, Christina. For, yeah, thank you. For sitting in on another episode of Yo To. Yeah. I let her do that from time to time. All the time. Most of the time. So... <laughs> Uh, this has been a great episode. Tune in next time. I mean, feel free to listen to my Oh, podcast, shit. Go back. Go, back. go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. This should probably be edited for the beginning. Um, no, we're going to... Yeah, we're probably going to put that in I there. I just wanted to know that. Smart. So then, let's do this again. 
Thank you, Christina, for coming for another episode of Yo Two. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. Is there anything? Oh wait, hold on, wait. Don't you got your own little pot? No. What? Don't you got your own <laughs> podcast? You so that's extra. successful. Yes. Having celebrities um, on and shit. Celebrities. She had a celebrity on and you shit. Dragging it. Um, I'm dragging it, my nigga. Or you had a celebrity on? I did. Who? Uh, Mayno. Um, he's a Brooklyn rapper. He, is a Brooklyn. <laughs> he was on. He was on Love and Hip Hop. He was on Love and Hip Hop. Yes. Um. <laughs> Use phone. No. What was the song? Hi hater. hater. That's you really old. Me? Oh no! I that. think you. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's his song. Yeah. Um. So I do have a podcast. It is called the ADD Podcast One because I'm a teacher. My co-host has ADD. Um. It's about everything and nothing at the same time. We do interviews. We talk about ridiculous things. Usually the shenanigans that happen in my life because there's always some bullshit that happens, either including me or around me. I'm like the fuck. Tina, Tina stay with the T. Um, I do be it be hot, it be hot too, <laughs> and you know it's hot too. Um, sizzling, bubbling. Uh, yes, it is the ADD podcast. You can follow it on Instagram, the ADD podcast. We have been on for three years now. Oh, we it's might a in the game. Yeah, we, can we might so be in <laughs> maybe like fifty k. Listen, okay, it might be more 50 than that. what. It might be more than that. I don't remember. Because, like, my co-host told me the other day. I was like, oh, shit, that's what's up. But, like, I wasn't paying attention. So, I know. Y'all at 50K? Like, listener. Like, listens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we have it on podcast for Apple. We also have it on SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. You don't use Anchor? What you mean? Anchor is, like, this app that just sends it out to everything. Like, as soon as you upload it, it sends it all the way Oh, he probably do that. I don't do that shit. Um... (laughs) But yeah, so people either listen to it on SoundCloud or they listen to it from the podcast app mm-hmm. on Apple. Okay. Um, it's pretty cool. We had a few like live podcast shows like where people could come and sit and watch like how we do a show. Yeah, I saw all of them. You know, it'd be some bullshit a lot of time because y'all know I play all day. Mm-hmm. So, most of the time. Most of the time. One of my greatest fears is that one of my students from my podcast like, this is what you be talking about? <laughs> Mind your fucking business, bro. <laughs> um... Don't post it on your Facebook. Nah, never. So what was the podcast name again? The ADD Podcast. And where can they follow you at? On Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me personally too. What's your tag name? Um, on Instagram it is at Tina Cakington. T I N A C A K I N G T O N. Cause Tina got cake. Does she? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and on Twitter you can follow me at uh, Tina Two Cents. Everything spelled out properly, because that's why I do get my two cents and commentary on life's bullshit yeah. and whatever else niggas be talking about. Whatever niggas is lying about that day. How do you know we lying at that point? Niggas you be know, lying. Everyone lies. Twitter is for lying and trolling, literally. Twitter is for else. jokes. Yeah. Pure jokes. Comedy. That's why I do my nonsense. <laughs> Say ridiculous things on there. Alright. Well, it's been another episode of Yo2. We're not going to keep doing it. Do it again. Yeah. (laughs) Niggas is tired. Tune in next time. And scene. That's an hour and a half. It's at Yo2. That's at Y-O-O, the number two, Y-E-R-R. Also, you can follow us individually. You can follow your girl, Chandra, 
at goddess underscore of underscore thickness double zero y'all and katama at katama that's k-e-t-a-y-m-a all right hope to hear from y'all soon